You are now tuned in to Fancy Conversations, full of transparency, inspiration, and real conversations. Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Fancy Conversations. It's your girl, Fancy, formerly known as Sierra, and I'm so glad that you're back again, continuing on listening to this series called The Mother Effect. If you haven't already checked out the first episode that I dropped in this series with Tabitha James, please go do that because she definitely dropped some gems and we had good conversations in reference to her relationship with her mom. Again, we're back again with another guest who's going to share her experience with her mom. I really think that this series is changing the conversation about where moms fit and not automatically giving them or men the you know well they don't have to be here kind of talk and conversation because a mother has to choose to be a mother every single day it's not an automatic thing that she just must do it and it's not fair that that's what society places on her so Having these conversations lets you know that everybody doesn't get the perfect mom or ideal mom or whatever that may be in the eyes of each individual, but being able to bring awareness to this is exactly what I wanted to do. And having these conversations and allowing people's stories to be shared gives other people a different perspective to know that they're not alone in whatever walk that they have with their mom. So. Let's go ahead and get into episode four of Fancy Conversations with Rachel Gibbs. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Fancy Conversations, continuing on with the A Mother Effect series. Super excited about my guest today. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Sierra, what's going on? How are you today? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? I'm good. So thank you so much for being a part of this. Um, Me and Rachel have a very close relationship, so she knows how special this topic is for me and making everyone aware of the different relationships that people have with their moms and how it affects their lives. So I'm super excited to get into this. So let's go ahead and start and just go ahead and tell everybody a little about yourself. Oh, wow. I always hate that question. (laughs) But my name is Rachel Gibbs. Um, I'm from Columbia, South Carolina, graduated from Coastal Carolina University, May 2013, Graduated getting my MBA from Texas A&M University Commerce in 2015. I own my own financial services company, Gibbs Financial Fitness. We help young professionals like myself and Sierra accomplish their financial goals through credit restoration, student loan services, financial counseling, and tax preparation. She will get you all the way lit with your finances. So if you got any issues, go on and talk to Rachel, okay? So, okay, just to kind of, like, change the mood, because I know you're a little nervous, just like I was, Um, if you could (laughs) describe your current mood in a song, what would it be and why? 
Current mood, current song would be Emotional by Destiny's Child. Reason why, um, you know, That's my relationship good. with my mom is, is, is not, it's not bad, but it's not the best either. It's, I'm just being honest, you know, it's, it's on the spectrum. Like, it, 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 it fluctuates sometimes, you know. And, you know, I, later in the episode, we'll get into why. So that, that's my song. That's right a really now. good song, too. Yeah, that's that's Yeah, that's I think so, too. It, 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 every time I listen to it, it makes me cry. Um, but I'm not, I'm not about to cry right now, but, you know, it's, just, it's, it's a good song. Because I'm really emotional. A lot of people might not know that, but I'm a very emotional person. I just mask it. Sometime, like a lot of other people do, but we're going to rock with that one. Okay. Okay. So getting into kind of talking about uh, your relationship with your mom, kind of give um, kind of like a description of what your mom, what your relationship with your mom has been or, you know, what it used to be and then where it is today. Okay. Um, my relationship with my mom from the beginning has always been a bit dysfunctional. My mom had me at 19 years old. My mom um, lost her mother when she was a teenager. She lost her father when she was a toddler. She also lost her grandmother when she was a teenager. So I think that had a major impact on our relationship. So for the most part of my my young tender life, um, it was my mom and my paternal grandparents, which a lot of people think is weird because a lot of people are not necessarily raised by their paternal grandparents. Um, my father was absent from my life, um, you know. So she was a single mom, even though she had the assistance from my grandparents. So I think her being so young and her not being nurtured in her childhood, that kind of trickled down to our relationship. She really didn't know how to be nurturing as a mother, so it's like she had to raise herself. She, my mom's been on her own since so she's been 15 years old. Um, she has other siblings and everything. But she's the baby of seven. So I think how she came up and how she had to have this survivor mentality, she kind of brought that into motherhood as well. Nobody really sat there and taught her how to be a, a mother. As time went on, um, things got a bit better. You know, as I got older and was able to express my feelings more towards things, um, and that, that helped the relationship a bit. I think when I became an adult, that was a pivotal point in our relationship because it was just like this, like, look, I empathize with you. I understand now as a, you know, grown woman, you know, at this point in time, I think I'm 26, 27 when I'm really getting a good idea of the fact that my mom didn't love me the way she the way I wanted her to because she didn't know how. So I think one good thing people always need to sit back and realize is that your parents are loving you to their best capability. Sometimes that capability might not be exactly how you want it to be. Um, but, you know, my mom, she, you know, she wasn't a party animal. She doesn't drink, doesn't smoke. Um, so it wasn't like, oh, my God, my mom is a terrible person. No, she just didn't have the essential tools that she needed to parent me. So, and, and me, being, me being myself, a lot of people who know me, I have a big personality. I have strong opinions. You know that, Sierra. And, you know, that has a major impact on my mom. Sometimes, you know, because right. she, she really hasn't been around 
people that might be as articulate and intelligent and as like a free thinker like I am. You know, I, I like to consider myself a free spirit. Sometimes that that's a conflict because it's like one of those things where it's like, well, who are you? You know, I, I don't know anyone like you. I don't have anyone to compare you to. I don't have an experience to compare, you know, you to. So it's kind of like some things that I bring to her, especially like controversial things, she might not understand my viewpoint. And sometimes I think she might get a little intimidated by my response to certain things. But that's allowed me as well to kind of be, be mindful of, you know, how I approach my mom, what I say to my mom. Because like I said, she doesn't have, she wasn't fostered the way that I was fostered. So, but the relationship is, is getting better. Okay. Okay. That was good. That was, that. I know that's probably a lot for everybody to digest right now. So I want to kind of go back because um, I I feel like you get it now, but growing up, what were your feelings towards what you now understand? Because you now know that understanding how she grew up, the tools that she didn't have impacted where she could be a mom. So growing up, what kind of feelings did you have towards her because she wasn't who you wanted her to or what you necessarily wanted or thought that you needed in your mom? As I was growing up, um, I just, it's resentment. I resented my mom. I mean, that resentment lasted until I, until maybe a few years ago, because I couldn't, when you're growing up and you're a child, you can't understand why your mama's so angry, why she's fussing all the time, you know, why her mood switches from one second to the next, you know, why she has these breakdowns, why she, she always thinks that the world is against her and nobody likes her and nobody loves her, you included. And then you see these things as a child and you try to comfort your mother is what I spent a lot of my time doing. Like, I remember times where I would just ask my mom after she got off work, like, how was your day? And she'd just be like, you know, I don't want to talk about my day or just, you know, like, leave me alone and just go in her room. And I'm just, you know, as a child, it's hurtful. It's like you can't really connect with that person. And then as you get older, you you form a sense of resentment, anger. You start acting out. I know for me, like, I was always a very um, good student, always on honor roll, always in honors, very intellectual student. However, I had behavioral problems, you know, because I wasn't getting that motherly attention at home on the level I wanted it to. Like, far as bonding, me and my mama never really bonded. You get what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like mm-hmm. a, you know, oh, we at the salon together, getting our hair done together, or we we getting pedicures together, or it's like we didn't have tea parties. My mom read to me when I was a child, you know. I, I definitely remember that. She bought, like, all the little Dr. Seuss books and all the little um, – Snow White and the Seven Dwarves and all the, you know, she did all that. She read to me. I do remember her doing that and taught me how to write in cursive and all that. But far as, like, real bonding outside of an educational standpoint, we didn't have too much of that. I mean, as we as I got older, we bonded a bit differently. But I had to take a break from my mom to get to that point. When I went to college, I didn't talk to my mom for, like, a year or two years. And it was because, oh, wow. yeah, I mean, and, and my friends at the time, they didn't understand it. But it was like looking right. at them, it's like, okay, you and your mom are like click tight. You get what I'm saying? Like right. you come talk to your mom every day. You call your mom for advice. Your mom is your listening ear. At that point in time in my life, my mom wasn't. You get what I'm saying? 
So it's like, what, what am I going to call her for? So she can fuss at me and I'm two and a half hours away from home or so I can hear her complain about something that has nothing to do with me instead of her digesting my feelings and trying to empathize with me. So, I mean, I just mm-hmm. took a break. It was so much going on from when I graduated from high school until I entered my freshman year in college. And I just, I, I just couldn't deal with it. And people would call me all the time because she would always tell them, no, I haven't talked to Rachel in months. I don't know how she is and this and that. And I had to stop people from calling me because I said, look, you know, I don't hate my mom. I love my mom. However, we are not emotionally, mentally supporting each other the way that I feel that we should. And the crazy thing is, um, crazy thing is, as I begin, like, as my college career went on and as I learned and, you know, experienced other things other people were experiencing, like a, a, a a few classmates of mine, their parents died while we were in college. And I think that really hit me because it's like, even though our relationship is a little, you know, volatile, I would be highly upset if something happened to her, especially knowing the fact I haven't talked to her in so long. So that kind of led me back to her, and we started chatting and and talking. And as I'm getting older and wiser, I'm learning how to really express my feelings. Because as a child – especially with my mom. As a child, I never really could express my feelings. So instead of really, like, sitting down and processing them and being able to tell her how I felt, you know, behavioral issues, you know, in high school you start, you know, having sex, you start, you know, um, being, just being, you know, uh, disruptive. And, and you were happy with being the class clown. You were happy with having that boyfriend that you could use as a coping mechanism at that time. It was all fun and games, so you don't have that boyfriend no more. You get what I'm saying? So you get to a point where it's like you have to find healthy ways to cope. And in college, you know, probably in my junior, senior year, that's when I really got that, you know. Um, Because I remember a time in college I used to get drunk, like, every weekend, like, seriously. And um, I'm not ashamed to tell the story because it's a lot of people out there going through the same thing. But it got to the point where it was like I was making myself sick, it got to a point where I just got tired of, you know, going through that same routine because so what? You know, you have sex, whatever, the feeling's gone whenever you finished or whatever. You get drunk, you wake up the next day, that buzz is gone. So what's next? You get what I'm saying? So it just gets to a point where you sit yourself down and say, look, this your mother doesn't hate you. It's just she doesn't have the best tool to love you the way that you deserve to be loved. So once I graduated and, and, from college. Mm-hmm. Go, go ahead. ahead. Um, and go and ahead. One, thing that I, one thing that I wanted to point out, too, is that you said something that I think that is really important and that a lot of people don't do is that even though you took a break from communicating with your mom, I feel like that was something that you needed to do in order to get to where you are today. And a lot of times people feel so um, obligated to, no matter who it is in your family, you know, obligated to their family members, and that's not okay because then you're sacrificing your mental state and that leads you to a down a destructive path so that you do drink and, you know, you you are finding coping mechanisms in different ways. And I don't think people take time enough to look and evaluate that and, okay, how is this situation negatively impacting me and my life? 
Am I making the right choices because of that? And how how is this going to affect me in the future? Because right. you even even under I mean even as a child and you relating it to your inability to express your emotions that's detrimental because then you you become what I like to refer as a so, as a soda bottle and you start to build mm-hmm. and build and build and then you explode and that's definitely not a a way to live so I definitely commend you for even being able to walk away from the situation so that you could take care of yourself and then realize in the process okay this is not what I wanted to do because ultimately you know, your mom just didn't know how to be the mom that you wanted. She did what she could. She loved you in the right. best capacity right. that she could. And for that, that's enough to be grateful for because think about, you know, a lot of times we look at situations and we really don't realize the value until later, but she could have been a mom who didn't want to be involved at all you know, and so what kind of, you know, then that leads to a different kind of negative impact that that would have made even more problems, you know, and so I think, I think for, for you to even come to the realization of she doesn't know, she didn't know, you know, and then being able to walk away, I mean, you, you pretty much found a middle ground so for you that you were putting yourself first and that's so so important and I really want y'all to like grasp that because nothing is wrong with walking away from a situation that has a negative effect on you no matter who it is no matter who it is so jumping into the next question so even though your relationship with your mom was a little up and down and it wasn't what you wanted what what do you feel like was something that was positive that came out of that? Huh. Well, it, it taught me the art of empathy. It, it gave me the realization that, I mean, because, you know, my life was amazing. I mean, you know, um, I had a very loving stepdaddy who helped raise me, who that's my daddy. You know, he's, he's very present even to this day. Been in my life since I've been five. Um, I'm 28 now, and it's like I could call my daddy for anything, and he here he comes. Um, I had great grandparents. My grandparents are amazing. Everybody that knows me knows that my grandparents are. That's that's my my softest spark, the softest spot of my heart. So because they invested so much into me, and they really helped shape and form me. My mom, uh, my mama taught me how to be a hustler. You know what I'm saying? Like she, a lot of people don't realize it, but she definitely is helped instill that hustler mentality in me. My mom always taught me how, you know, to carry myself too. She she always made sure she wasn't necessarily, you know how some people say their mom is their friend. My mom never really had that friend approach per se, especially mm-hmm. in, in, in my growing up. She always made sure she was my mother. You get what I'm saying? Right. And I think a lot of, Times a lot of people today, their parents are more so their friends than their parents. Mm-hmm. If I was wrong, you know, my mama got on me. If I was right, she supported me. Um, it wasn't like it was free game. Like shoot, my mama don't care. I ain't got no curfew. I do what I want to do. I'm a rip and run the street. Nah, my mama always taught me how to carry myself like a young lady and not to do what all the other, you know, young girls at the time were doing because they were doing those things so their mom didn't care. I had classmates who, who didn't go home that were spending the night with boys when they were in high school and, 
you know, having children in high school and everything like that, not judging them, but I'm just saying my mom, because she had me at such a young, tender age, she wanted to make sure that I didn't do the same thing. So there's so much value in that. We, We talked about sex. We talked about boys. Before I had sex, for the first time, I knew everything about STDs, pregnancy, birth control. Matter of fact, I put myself on birth control when I was a teenager, you know, so my mom, she really, we really had those conversations. I remember having a conversation when I first, you know, took my little mini walk into womanhood when, you know, puberty set in. My mom, she kept, she sat down, she talked with me, she let me understand what was going on with my body, and she fully supported me on that journey. Like, that's monumental. There's a lot of women that don't get that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So while everything wasn't the best, like my mom, like, she, she, really, she gave me a lot. She really did. She gave me a lot. Um, my mom taught me how to save money. My mama will, like, she will hold on to a penny if you let her. That lady, I've never, <laughs> man, my mama never been laid on a bill. My mama never not paid a bill in full. Mama, and the crazy thing is my mama didn't get her first credit card until maybe a year or two ago when I said, Mom, you know what, if you really want to boost your credit score, get your card. Only thing I do is pay it off. You get what I'm saying? And she's doing really well with that. But my mom lived cash her whole life and she saved. You know what I'm saying? People thought maybe, you know, there's always that thing like, well, you know, how this person getting all this money? How they always buying stuff, getting cars and buying houses and all this other stuff. But my mom saved. My mom has been saving since she's been on her own. And that's something she always instilled in me. Matter of fact, it's crazy, but even yesterday she said, you know, sometimes I play around and like, you know, I don't have no money. My mom was like, that's not true. If you anything like me, I know you have money. And, you know, that's just something that she always says. And she's right because she taught me that. Even when I was a little girl, I had piggy bank. I had, you know, savings accounts at the bank, savings bonds. My mom was young. But she knew, like I said, she had street smart survival skills, and she knew money. And that's a, lot of, that's, that's a lot because a lot of parents don't give their kids that. You get what I'm saying? I run into a lot of people, and they don't know the first thing about saving money. So um, she's definitely impacted my life a lot in a positive way. Well, that's dope, and especially because, especially your relationship with finances and especially knowing that's what you, you know, live and breathe every day, um, it, it's definitely good that y'all have a connection, even though, you know, the struggle was real growing up. So I, I definitely appreciate, right. you know, I, I, I would say that we all can appreciate, when you sit back and and look at where that person came from and you're looking at the things that they've gone through and then you really evaluate your relationship, you kind of take a different perspective on it because, even though you grew up and you're, you're, it's like you looking at it through a different lens now because as a mm-hmm. child you're not really able to understand and digest all of that. But then as you get older, you can see it from a different perspective, and perspective is everything. And I say that all the time. And being able to even find things that you both have in common and things, you know, like the hustle, hustler mentality that she's, you know, kind of gave you and I mean you you are you are a hustler and I think you come you come from a family of hustlers but to have that in common Absolutely. with your mom again makes your bond you know so much stronger and regardless of you know where your relationship with your mom is and part of me doing this series is is that having a connection with your mom 
knowing in some way you have, you know, some kind of something of her is, is so big because being a mom gives you life, and without her, you can't right. have that. And so at the end of the day, no matter what capacity she's a mom, she gave you something right. that had she not, you wouldn't be who you are today. So shout out to Absolutely. Your <laughs> um, right. And, so... and the big thing is, another thing is, too, I'm going to blame her for this. My jewelry fetish is because of my mom. <laughs> Let me tell you. I'm telling you, since I've been a little girl, like I'm going to tell you, since I was a little girl, this lady kept me dripping in gold. She was dripping in gold, too. And a lot of people, you know, like, hey, that's a waste of your money or whatever, whatever. But you know what? Like, you know how sometimes people wear designer stuff and it makes it just boosts their confidence or it makes them feel better? That's how I am with my gold. You know, like when I'm putting my gold on, I feel like I'm a queen. I'm sitting on my throne. Nobody can – it's like a mood. It's a vibe. Like you can't take me out my zone. And it's not that I'm materialistic or anything, but sometimes we just need that extra push, you know, to, to do something. And that's something that my mom, you know, we, we always shared that, you know, even now. You know, she she still blinged out, and then, you know, I'm blinged out too. So it's like, hey, I'm on your level now, boss. What's up? You know. Um, <laughs> that's yeah, that, that's, that's something cute that we have together. But, you know, just like you were saying, like, you know, having any any common connection with your mom is very important because, like you said, man, I was in that womb. My mama took care of me when I was in that womb. Just knowing the fact of she didn't abuse her body, you know, mm-hmm. she didn't abuse drugs. She didn't abuse, you know, alcohol, you know, just going through that experience. By, and then basically doing it by yourself because your child's father is just like, nah, I don't want nothing to do with this. You know what I'm saying? That's right. a lot. That says a lot yeah. because guess what? Reality of it is she could have gotten rid of me. She could have given me up for adoption. She could have dropped me off at my grandparents' house and kept it moving. You get what I'm saying? Right. So, and I think people that, people don't realize like that's 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 good. That is really good, especially when it comes to a woman being pregnant. I've birthed two kids myself, and pregnancy ain't easy. Okay, it's not easy to watch your body change and do things that you cannot control. There is nothing a woman. When she's pregnant, the only thing that she can control is what she puts into her body. That's it. Correct. The growing, the development, all of that, you can't, you can't control that. And I think that it's mentally challenging because once you become pregnant, you, we had this conversation, that you develop a nurturing mentality. So you're automatically going to go into that, okay, well, not automatically because some people don't do it. However, you typically get the instinct of wanting to be a nurturing person, but it is scary right. as hell <laughs> to be pregnant and not have control over what happens to your body. And so when you do get to the point where you're able to birth that child, that, that in itself is something to be thankful for your mom for. That right. in itself, getting getting to that point. So I, I think you made a very good point, and y'all hear us when we say that pregnancy alone, and your mom even ha- giving birth, birthing you, pushing you out, getting you out of her womb, is something to be thankful for. If you never speak to her again, if you never have a relationship, that alone is something that you should be able to at least say, you know what, thank you, mom. <laughs> like, period. right. 
Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So, you know, so, that, that, um, that, that, that's a lot. So, yeah, it, it really is. And, yeah, that's that's a lot. And that was really good. That was really good. Because, I, I, I mean, I, even as a mom, I don't even think I think about that. You know what I'm saying? So for you to say that and recognize that in your mom speaks volume alone, um, that, that that's really good. That's really good. So what is one of the most memorable, memorable moments you've had with your mom? Huh. Most memorable moment. I've had several with my mom. Um, I think, oh, man, my most memorable moment. I got to say, it was it was in middle school. My most memorable moment with my mom was in middle school. Let me tell you. I got to tell you a story right quick. I was in seventh grade. <laughs> Showing my tail. Let me tell you. Showing my tail. Just, you know, my mom would do pop-ups at the school just to let everybody know, you know. So like I said, my mom, man, she, she was a mother for real. My mom would do pop-ups. You know, she said she always had this little gut feeling something wasn't right, and some days she'd just get off work or, you know, uh, take a lunch break or something and just come to the school. This particular day I was showing out, being the class clown, being disrespectful to the teacher, and my classmates were sitting there, and it was like, Rachel, turn around, Rachel, turn around, Rachel, turn around. And my mom was like, Rachel Shanice Gibbs, and oh, boy, I turned around. <laughs> she said, I did not raise you to come to school to be a class disruption, be disrespectful to this teacher. You should be ashamed of yourself. Man, and I said that's most memorable because the level of, one, her care and concern was, you know, right. she, like I said, she did pop up. That's care. You can't get some parents to even drop their kids off at school ever or come to a okay. meeting. More so, now. my mom making pop-ups to kind of check on check on to see what I'm doing. That says a lot, that care. And then the embarrassment, I think, it, it, it molded and shaped my whole life. Not only did I get fussed at, the whole class got fussed at. And until this day, my classmates from middle school have not let that moment die down. Like, they haven't let it die down. Anytime I mention my mom or post a picture of her or say it's her birthday or something, they always bring up that moment because I think for them too, that said a lot to them. Because guess what? Right. A lot of them, their parents didn't show up. Yep. And here mine was, she didn't even have necessarily a reason to show up, and I, I think that was just mother's intuition. I think that's a real thing. You know, because I'm turned around, not paying attention, telling teacher, yeah, yeah, get out of my face, whatever, don't talk to me. You know how... You know how teenagers are. You work with teenagers. You know they have a different persona when they're around their friends. You get what I'm saying? And they're at the house with their mama. And that, I must say, that kind of scared me straight, for real. So that, that's probably my most memorable moment because, like I said, the embarrassment, the lesson it taught me, and the fact that she cared that much. I'm pretty sure right. I, I definitely got I definitely got on punishment, and I remember that punishment. And you know what? I really think that made a difference in it in my life, especially from a behavioral standpoint, I started to question myself at that point. So, mm, That's good. That's real good. And that's something that all parents, if you got, if you, if you're listening to this and you have kids or you know somebody who has kids or, you know, and you don't have kids, share that. If you don't share anything else, share that because it's so important to be present in, in these young people's lives and, and be aware of how they are, you know, acting outside of the home because some of some of these kids really out here embarrassing their parents and their parents have no ideas 
because right. they don't even want to show up. And so that that's right. definitely good. So if your mama was listening to this episode and you could, you know, say something to her, start off by saying, dear mama, and then let her know, you know, whatever is on your heart. Right. Oh, you want me to do that? Uh yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. Oh wow, I thought you were talking about the audience. I I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. Um my mama's name is Cynthia. And um, you know, sometimes I like to play around with her. She let me do it sometime, you know, I'm like, Hey, what you doing, Cynthia? She never sees it as disrespect. But cause at the end of the day that's me identifying who she is. Even though she's my mother, you know, that still lets her know who she is as an individual because so many mothers they get cast it away and they get grouped off as, oh, she's just a mom or she's just a wife. So sometimes, you know, I just sit there and, and call her Cynthia and I think it sparks her ear or whatever because it's like, look, I'm recognizing you as a person, not just as my mom. But I would say, um, dear mom, going forward, I hope we continue to build our relationship. I like the space that we're in. We still have some work that needs to be done, but I like the fact that we both can sit and communicate our feelings with one another, and we can apologize when we find ourselves at wrong. Um, I love you. Thank you so much for riding this journey with me when you could have given up on me and I could have given up on you. Just want to let you know that you're my role doll, you're my homie. You know, you get on my nerves sometimes and I get on yours too, and I know that sometimes we don't say what the other wants to hear, but we still listen to it, and then we we give each other feedback. So I just I just pray and they hope that as time goes on, we continue to get closer and closer and that, um, you know, we just continue to emotionally and mentally support each other because at the end of the day, family is everything. And me and you will share a bond that I would never share with anybody else in this world, you know, not even just from a physical aspect but from a spiritual aspect as well. You are me and I'm you, and I love you. Oh, that's so that always makes me emotional. But shout out to you for taking out the time to um, be on this episode. Definitely appreciate you for coming through and being so transparent. Um, that's definitely what this is all about. And I pray, too, that your relationship with your mom continues to grow stronger because I definitely know and knowing you personally um, that how much she means to you. So. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to another episode of Fancy Conversations. Again, shout out to Rachel for coming through and talking to us and being super transparent about the relationship with her mom. And make sure you guys stay tuned for more episodes to drop about the mother effect. It's so important to have this conversation. And I'm super excited that everyone has been listening, tuning in, reading the blog, and those who have been willing to share their stories. Thank you so much. Um, if you want to connect with Gibbs Financial Fitness, um, GibbsFinancialFitness.com, Gibbs Financial Fitness on Facebook, and then Gibbs Financial on um, Instagram. You can definitely check out the notes in the description and her info will be there as well. But as always, until next time, make sure that you think forward, seek purpose, and always live fancy.